This is GM Word of the Week, and I'm Fiddleback. Eldritch The Bone Devil slams you in the chest with a haft of his polearm, throwing you backwards. As you struggle to reclaim your breath and your feet, the infernal tiefling looms over you, his pupilless eyes glowing fiery red. He chants a foul syllable and unleashes an eldritch blast, a formless cascade of purple and black magical energy. Pain racks your body, but it is cut short as you lose consciousness. There's a lot to say about the fourth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Some of it good, some of it bad. A lot of it bad, depending on who you talk to. But one of my favorite aspects of fourth edition was that it was absolutely obsessed with certain words. For example, if you took a drink every time you saw the word rhyme in an official product, you'd be making a lot of constitution saving throws before long. That's rhyme as in frosty, by the way. Not rhyme as in sounds the same. And then there's Eldritch. Mainly because, as Mike Merles once noted on the D&D podcast, coming up with names for warlock powers involves a lot of synonyms for creepy, weird, and sinister. Eldritch is what I call a Lovecraft word. You know what I mean. It's one of those words that no one can really define, but everyone is pretty sure it's just a synonym for creepy, weird, and sinister. Others include Cyclopean, Squamous, Tenebrous, Antediluvian, and Non-Euclidean. Of course, all of those words have actual meanings. It's just that no one remembers what they are. You can just replace them with spooky, and they'd have precisely the same effect on the average reader. And honestly, if I had more of a stomach for overwrought, slow-moving, dull horror that was way too overplayed, I could probably get a few months out of doing the Lovecraft Word of the Week. So what does Eldritch actually mean? Well, it's an adjective. You know, a describey word. And it means weird and sinister or spooky. Okay, fine. In this particular case, it really is just a replacement for spooky. Sometimes even the masses get it right. But what's interesting about the word eldritch is the ineffable nature of the provenance from which this word was seemingly spawned. The argument over which, if not quite antediluvian, is at least long antiquated. See, I can do it too. Translation? The origin of the word eldritch is actually something of a mystery, and it's been a mystery for a long time. But not Bible long, just long. That's all I was saying. Ostensibly, it's a Scottish word, or it comes from a Scottish word. And the common story is that it derives from the words elf and rice, meaning of the kingdom of the elves. Basically, something elf rice was something from the fairy kingdoms. Weird, mysterious, and vaguely sinister or scary. But others argue that the word comes from the same root as alendu, 
which meant foreign, strange, or alien. Now, Lovecraft gets a lot of credit for popularizing the word eldritch, to the point where it was even used as the title of David Pittman's 2013 roguelike adventure game of Cthulian horror set in the 1920s. But Lovecraft only used the word 23 times in his writings, so it doesn't even rate in his top five words. The person who is really credited with making Eldritch a household name is C.S. Lewis. That's right, the author of the very popular book English Literature in the 16th Century. Also, he wrote something about a lion in a closet, but it's that English literature thing that is his real magnum opus, in my opinion. Lewis is famous today as a novelist, but he was actually a pretty hardcore academic in his day. Really hardcore. He loved literature and language. He was obsessed with it. And that book, English Literature in the 16th Century, was the result of his personal quest to read every single 16th century novel in the Oxford University Library. Excluding drama. He was explicit about that. It's the subtitle of his book, Excluding Drama, here meaning plays, not just stories. So he read them all, and critiqued them all, analyzing the themes, the language, absolutely everything about them. And he wrote his critiques in this massive 600-page, one-and-a-half-pound monster of a book. And apparently, he used the word eldritch a bunch. But speaking of rhyme and eldritch, or rather, rhyme and elfrice, let's take just a moment to talk about Thomas the Rhymer and the Queen of Elfheim. Elfheim, in this case, literally means elf home, and the queen was the queen of elves. Thomas the Rhymer, meanwhile, was a laird, a Scottish landowner, born around 1220 CE a poet. Hence, Rhymer. According to the story, anyway. Thomas the Rhymer, also known as True Thomas, was the star of a popular medieval ballad. The ballad tells us he was kidnapped by the Queen of the Elves, spent some time in the fairy kingdom where time was strange, and there were weird rules about what you could say in speaking the truth and stuff. When he was returned, he was granted the gift of prophecy, and, supposedly, his writings predicted numerous Scottish future historical events, including the death of King Alexander III in 1286, and the defeat of Mary, Queen of Scots' forces, at the Battle of Pinkie. I kid you not. There was a Battle of Pinkie in 1567. The Scots lost, and a dude named Thomas the Rhymer predicted it because the Fairy Queen told him it would happen. That's all pretty eldritch. Basically, Thomas the Rhymer was sort of a Scottish Nostradamus. Except he was fictional, right? Well, maybe not. There's some speculation that true Thomas, who could never lie, was actually Thomas Rymor de Ursildun, an actual person who wrote actual poems that might actually be interpreted to predict actual historical events 
including a battle that sounds like something out of The Little Ponies and the Magical Friendship, or whatever the heck that's called. So how do you use the word Eldritch in your game? Well, frankly, you use it the way you use all the Lovecraftian words. Eldritch just means spooky, right? Just like Squamous and Cyclopean and Ululating. Or here's an idea. Maybe you don't. Maybe you stop using those words. Maybe if you can't give a solid definition of a word, you should avoid it in flavor text. Because if you aren't certain what it means, players aren't certain what it means either. But they will think you're communicating important details and maybe worry they are missing out. The point of flavor text and description is to be clear. If something is weird or scary or spooky or otherworldly, just say those words. Save Squamous for when things really are scaly, and save Cyclopean for when a thing is really made of stacked irregular masonry with no mortar. And save Ululating for when something really is howling or moaning with grief. Eldritch is a placeholder word. It's a word most GMs use when they can't think of a good adjective, but they know they should probably have an adjective. But you know what? You don't always need adjectives. After all, a blast of magical energy is pretty weird and otherworldly by its nature. Do you really need to specify... Oh, by the way, are you curious about the top five Lovecraftian words? In fifth place, with 115 uses, we have a tie between madness and singular. Fourth place goes to various forms of antique and antiquarian, with 128 uses. In third place, nameless, with 157 uses. In second place... Faint, with 189 uses. And the number one word, the one he used 260 times, hideous. And he only used non-Euclidean twice, so maybe we can stop using that. We live in a non-Euclidean universe. It isn't as spooky as you think. This has been the GM Word of the Week. It was written by the Angry GM and recorded and produced by me, Fiddleback. You can find more at theangrygm.com and madadventurers.com.